0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast brought to you by the Scottish Rugby blog, I am Cammie Black, um, we um, we don't have a sponsor anymore, oh, <laughs> so, no! so oh. well, you say that, we, we're obviously disappointed but um, our listeners will be rejoicing and they don't have to listen to us uh, go through that for, uh, for contractually obliged one minute of chat about shaving our downstairs areas. Was
1: it because I said the weed whacker was crap?
0: I they haven't renewed. That's that's all I know, And They've not right. been in touch. And I said, it's been wonderful doing business with you. Let us know if you want any more. And I've not heard back. So see what you want about them now. You <laughs> nicked yourself a couple of times, did you?
1: No. Oh, sorry. Oh, God, I. Um, yeah, that thing's ferocious. Um, <laughs> also, I, I am a delicate little flower, though. So uh, there's that. Yeah, uh, no, both. but I, don't, I, I can't bad mouth in too much. What if they come back? Just be I
0: don't think I don't listen. I have to tell them when I mention them. I have to give them the time stamps. So I'm always very generous. I always skip the bits where we've uh, <laughs> where yeah. we were like.
1: Right, I tell you what, then right, the aftershave was honking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, I I will say I don't think it's a good idea to have a bald deodorant that's the same fragrance as the aftershaves.
1: Oh, um, I had noticed that, but also like right, the dispensary method for the ball deodorant because right, it's like a cream. It, it kept on clogging up at the the top. <laughs> it's it, it was crap. They should sort that out. Yeah. Um, if they
0: sort it's... that out, they can sponsor us again. That, those are our <laughs> terms. <laughs>
1: Take it or leave it.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, I'm joined this evening uh, by Craig Manson. Good evening, Craig.
2: Good evening. How are we doing?
0: And we've also, as you've heard already, we've all, all, we all got. We've also got Ian here with us. Good evening, Ian. Hello. Um, we've um, if you're listening to us. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Um, where else are we? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, all the places you can get your podcast apps. We're also broadcasting live at the minute on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitter and Twitch. So if you're watching along, um, please feel free to get involved in the comments and we'll pick out the best ones. Um, It's a Lions podcast tonight. I suppose suppose we should just go straight into the jingle, really.
1: Yeah, thanks. It's the
0: legally mandated Lions chat, the legally mandated Lions chat. We've heard so much about it that it makes us sick, but we've still got a chat about who Gatlin's going to pay. Uh, yes, so tonight's all about the Lions because as far as we know, there still is no Scotland tour going ahead at the minute. There's been no updates on that, has there? I've either
2: seen...
0: No, so the, the Romania game has been cancelled, whether or not the Georgia game goes ahead, given that the Georgia squad now have coronavirus, um, is, is also up in the air. Um, is that scheduled we... for the 24th? Or... I think so, yeah. There's still time, yeah. but there's also a chance, there's also talk of the fact that the Lions might play Georgia this weekend. But yeah, there they... is, yeah. Would it yeah, be or so we'll
1: Georgia, or would it be like Tonga v the All Blacks, Georgia?
0: I think we're probably talking Tonga v the All Blacks, Georgia. Yeah, is um something like
2: four, there's four down or something like that. Am yeah, I
0: right? I'm, so. We should probably should we start with coronavirus, and then we can talk. We can end up on happier matches, happier things of the two games that have been so far. Um, so today it was as we're recording this. It was announced that four members of the Lions squad have tested positive for coronavirus. They haven't named them, but I think you can guess who it is by who was <laughs> uh, taken up the squad. By the
1: seven-one <laughs> split on the bench. Yes, <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're all backs, obviously. The are there also coaching staff, and again they haven't named the coaching staff. But Gregor Townsend wasn't there tonight, so <laughs> he's self-isolating. Oh, okay. Um, so there's coronavirus in the Lions camp. There are. Four members of the Springboks gone down with it as well, I think. Plus four members of the Georgia side that played the Springboks at the weekend. So it's... I mean, Craig, it's maybe not surprising that coronavirus has hit the Tour because it was probably inevitable from the start.
2: Yeah, it was going to be inevitable, wasn't it? The only issue I have is the fact that they're there at all. Really, if you look at the... um uh all of the the build up and 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 how rife uh, coronavirus is within south africa um it was you know if uh, we shouldn't be surprised that anyone is uh, you know that we catch you know people are, are 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 testing positive um even because if you think of think about a hotel and you have got this bubble in the hotel but you've got all the staff coming in and out and uh, and it's you know it's going to happen
0: yeah I mean, i mean there's been some talk in some circles but whether this should have gone ahead at all. But given that, you know, the, the other alternative was to not play it at all or have it in the UK, but we've had coronavirus impact the Euros. I mean, Billy Gilmore got it after just spending five minutes in a tunnel with a couple of lads after the England game. So it's or maybe... Ready,
1: or was that just an English conspiracy to take him out of the Just
0: <laughs> <in Croatia? laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, I mean it's I think it's right that the two has gone ahead.
1: I'm not sure. Well I mean one of the sort of early contingency plans was to play at a neutral, less um riddled area, I think would be the best way to put it. Yeah because um, you know how tight Australia have been about it. Um especially the you know if you've seen any of the entitled narcissistic whiny tennis players when they had complaining about staying in the hotel for a fortnight it's like you're in like first class accommodation it's not whinging um should have gone ahead i'm not too sure uh because you know we've seen south africa has now had its third big wave i mean let's be fair britain is currently in another wave if the number of cases um keeps going up Glasgow recorded, I'm not sure if it was Glasgow or Scotland, but recorded its highest number of daily cases just um, last week, like last Thursday, I think. Um, so I'm not sure if it, was, if it was wise to go ahead or certainly you know, cut it down to just the test matches. Because South Africa haven't had much time to warm up either, so it would have been maybe a little more fair, you know, if both teams haven't had long to gel together and they just sort of Throw all it, you know. Maybe I
0: wonder. The thing is, though, I wonder. I wonder how much of this is down. You wonder how long ago they signed the agreements with South Africa to play in South Africa, and how long ago they signed the broadcast deals. Because you you, you imagine these things aren't agreed in the run-up to it. Are they? They're agreed a couple of years in advance. So you wonder whether or not what the reason they're out there is because they're contractually obliged to be out there. And if they're not out there, Craig, then someone has to foot the bill.
2: Yeah, I, I, there was there was no real doubt that the tour was going ahead because the broadcast rights are so valuable that both of the um, uh, both of the ruling bodies, whether it's the Lions or the or the South African Rugby um, Association, were, weren't going to let it not happen because it's worth so much money to them. Um, so the, the reason they're out there right now is money there's, there's there's no doubt about it you can be all romantic and oh it's for the pride of the jersey and this and that and the other but no there, there's no there's no people you know there's no fans in the stands um they're not the 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 guys that are on tour can't go and do everything that everybody talks about what they do on tour um so really it's money that is the reason they're out there
0: yeah and that's you know at the end of the day that's ultimately what professional sports about ian it's hard to get romantic about it <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, you know, there's there's wages to be paid. I um, think is, like you know the, the people who have the broadcasting rights, the likes of Sky and all that. You know, you think they could maybe just show a bit of leniency because it's not like they're shorty Bob or two. Well, it, our, you're our, Rupert, you're asking
0: Rupert Murdoch to show leniency. Yeah, that's <laughs> right,
1: But the, I think his he's, his boys are in charge of Fox now, aren't they? And they're they're not as horrendously right wing, I believe. You know. <laughs> Puts them just to the left of Hitler. Um, <laughs> yeah, but money talks. You know, like you said, um, there's people who've paid for sponsoring. Particularly, you know, it's like we're on. We want to be the big sponsor of the Lions. This is massive. Uh, you know, it's going to be massive viewership. It's a, a wide-reaching platform. I it's you know, it's all horn ourselves out. That's, all, it's, that's what the name of the game is now.
0: That's it. I, 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 speaking of on yourself, I, I've been enjoying the fact that um, the South African teams all have sponsors in their names. I think that's something we just need to get over ourselves with and just adopt in Scotland as well.
1: Yeah, oh so yeah, it's, bring it it's, on. Yeah. Yeah, it's to... you,
0: every time I see it, I keep thinking, is that a new South African franchise? And then I realise it's just the Sharks and the Lions and they've just added a different sponsor to the front of the name every couple of years. <laughs> Cell C sounds like it's a, it's a battery, but it's a mobile <clears throat> phone company, apparently. Ah,
1: is that the original Swahili name for the town? Oh, no, <laughs> no. <it's> gone, <laughs> I was
0: looking at the top companies in uh Scotland to see what, what the options were, but I wasn't sure that the uh, the Embra Scottish Widows was uh, necessarily the way we'd want to go with that.
2: I,
1: um, I was just waiting on
2: the, the Whambar Warriors. <laughs>
1: So uh, oh no, I've I didn't have a hands on rock, but now I've got one now because you just reminded me of something. Oh my word. Yes, I've got it. Right. Okay, continue. Good. Okay,
0: keep that, keep that <laughs> for later on. I, I was surprised I was looking for that for that bit. I was looking for um the top the top companies in Scotland. John Menzies is still about. But what? apparently they're an aviation company now. They don't sell newspapers, they do something to do with planes and oil lines. They've moved on.
2: Yeah, it's a, distri- a distribution company now. and I don't can't You can't get a copy the, of the record
0: from them anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Them. No, you
1: can't. Do you, do you not see them at the airport? Like their names on the side of haulage trucks and stuff like that? Maybe.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah interesting stuff. There you know. you go. Yeah, things change. Um, <laughs> is,
1: it, is that really what they. No, surely it's just a different company. It's like.
0: I don't know. I'll find, We'll find it. If someone knows, it's John Menzies <laughs> or John Means. <laughs> The John John Mingus in existence today is John Mingus. Is John Mingus that's in existence today the same John Mingus that used to be on the high street? Let us know in the comments. We'll find out by the end of the podcast. (laughs) Um, Someone Google it for us, please. Um, In terms of the game so far, then, um, the game that's just happened was absolutely mental because because of coronavirus, we ended up with a, a 7 1 split on the bench. I don't think I've ever seen a game with a 7 1 split on the bench. I don't know where everybody ended up playing. I think Toby Falatow
2: ended up at centre. I think <laughs> I, 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 no, sorry, you know, on you go
1: not on you. Okay, off. no, no, I,
2: I, I, I think from 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 what I could see, the actual back row forwards that were on the that were on the bench actually became back row forwards, and they actually just swapped one for one. Um, uh, so because I know Otoji came on for Henderson, um, uh, uh, Simmons came off and. Um, um, Conan came on, so I think they all kind of swapped around. I think the l- only person that really went into the backs was the actual back, which was Finn Russell, um, who looked fabulous at the, uh, uh, straight away again, you know, uh, compared to our, our dear friend Mr. Farrell. But uh, anyway, I'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we, well,
0: how do I do this? Do you want to talk about the Scottish players first and then we can talk about the rest? Is that probably the easiest thing to do?
1: Why the hell not? Why yeah, we are the Scottish rugby blog. We are. The, let's
0: let's let's be let's be parochial about this. So um, <laughs> let's be since, Premier Sports about it. <laughs> <laughs> let's be Wales Online about it. Someone's got to be for the Scottish players, Christ. <laughs> um, so, players, you've done a, a, a nice bit on the blog, Ian. If anyone hasn't seen that so far, it was kind of an assessment of how everyone's done so far in the first two games. Obviously, we've got three under the belt as we record this now. Um, Ali Price wasn't expecting to play a full eighty minutes, I wouldn't have thought um Ian, but he did I thought he did well tonight. He looked lively, got a turnover.
1: Um yeah, again, I thought he I, mean, I, I pointed out that how good his box kicking was against the Signal Lions on Saturday, you know, gave Adams and Reese a lot to chase. Um today I thought his uh, exit, you know, he just sees clearancing, uh, from clearance kicks from the back of a, a, a rock for outstanding there was one you know when uh sharks had the first period of pressure i think he took it on pretty much on the trial line and cleared it up to halfway um and then later quite late on there was one that was um you know it was also one for elliot daily to chase but it, it ended up bouncing at a touch but you know it, it took the, the lines from their own half to the, the short five meter line um, so I think he did very well in that respect. And I also th- think that... Um, sorry, I've just seen your messages, Cammy. I uh, he did, yeah. Um, yeah and he he's Yeah, he, he looks very sharp. Um, you know, he's obviously playing behind a, a world-class pack, so he is able to go and get that ball out quickly. Um, quicker than DuPont, as you've <laughs> often proved. Yep. <laughs> No, and he is, he's playing fantastically well. I, I don't think uh, we could ask any more of him.
0: No, and he's bossing it as well, Craig. You know, you can see his communication's excellent. He can, he's constantly talking to his forwards, he's constantly communicating with with the backs. He looks confident and we know I think you know He's like like any Scottish player when the when the tails are up they they play they play well.
2: Yeah, he's he's for me um, you know, I I was a doubter when, uh when his name was announced um, is going, but I've got to say he's done it. He's, he's doing a great job. Um, did a, a, tonight was a he, he had a, a fabulous turnover. Just uh, in in the Lions twenty-two that they were under the under the pump quite dramatically, and he um, he managed to, to to get a turnover. And for that for a nine is uh, is exceptional, and and he's doing he's doing a great job. That kick, just as you're saying, and that 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 kick that he pointed down to in, in, in the their twenty-two, I think it was midway through the game. It looked like it was going to run. Um, it was going to run uh, still, in, you know, into the uh, dead ball area. And then all of a sudden, it just took a wee hooking into the into touch, and it was fantastic. He's doing yeah. a great job,
0: and he was always looking for work as well. I mean, it was a shame. I think Will Greenwood is a bit harsh to say that Rory Sutherland or Ali Price had missed time the kind of run onto Rory Sutherland's break. But I think that's just the nature of those kind of breaks. You either the ball comes to hand, or you overrun it, and it just was one of those things. I don't think you could blame him for it, Ian.
1: Oh, uh, no, man, Suz was, was on full Rhino mode there, wasn't he? Yeah, um, yeah it's, it, but he, I thought he was brilliant when he came on. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll get oh, into yeah. the rest of the parts. But, yeah, it was, I mean, obviously, you know, he's got all that momentum and Price isn't sure. You know, we were talking about fractions of degrees here, you know, about when to release and when he came on to it. You know, he's just a wee a bit unlucky. Uh, and he's he played practically a full match, you know. I'm sure Hornito told me he'd been onto that in a flash, but... <laughs> You know, Price has played. He's played. I mean, that's like three full matches he's played now. Yeah, yeah. um, Out four. Uh, So yeah, he's putting a shift in, and he's he's putting his hand up.
0: There were players on that park tonight after 60 minutes blown, and he wasn't one of them. And given how much rugby he's played, that's pretty damn impressive from a fitness point of view.
2: Yeah, even even Duan was blowing up at, 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 at one point, and um, and Ali didn't seem phased at it. Um, so, and and they're at they're at alt- altitude as well. So, you know, he's done a great, he's doing a great job. As I say, it was great to see uh, Sus go for it, and then uh, frantically look around to see who the hell's coming <laughs> with me because this is ridiculous.
0: The, I mean, we we talk about um, the the front row then. I mean. Xander, I thought had a good game. I thought Makov and Apola. Like, I mean, we kind of talk about Xander, talking about Makov and Apola, but I think if you are made to belly flop in the scrum, then something's going significantly wrong, Craig. I mean, I don't understand the mechanics of the scrum, but I think if you if you can be made by your opposite number to do a belly flop, then
2: I, I think it's one of those situations. It's, it's it's visuals. It's painting a picture for the referee, and unfortunately, um, has <laughs> has. Uh, his number, uh, his opposite number, the, the tight head, the South Africa, sorry, this this South Sea Sharks tight head, um, was uh, maybe we shouldn't have sponsored names in the rugby teams because that's ridiculous <laughs> to say all that. Um, I think he, he was he was painting a very good picture for the referee with with Marco. Um, every you know they came in the first in the first ten minutes, um, they came in and they looked like they were going to go all guns blazing the, the Lions front row, but the the the, the the shark's front row were fading just as connection was coming in the pressure was coming in which meant uh, mako was hitting the, hitting the ground and had had grass on his forehead within 10 minutes um i think xander started to put his, go into the old xander way of putting his feet Further back, mm-hmm. Marco was doing it, um, but Xander um, was putting his feet back further back a little bit. and He got pinged for it a couple of times, but to be brutally honest, he, he sorted that out. And an open play he looked very good, especially clearing rocks. Um, yeah, he was very dynamic that way.
0: I thought the the last scrum that Xander got pinged at, I actually kind of felt that was harsh. I think it was. It was- Done for pulling it down, but when you looked at the way that they ended up in the bodies, it looked like he kind of bent his opposite num- number double, so he was maybe a little bit unlucky there as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, I I thought that um I thought the uh the, the sharks uh, loose head was engine to be perfectly honest, but uh, <laughs> again, it's one of those situations if it's if it's um. The referees tend to lean towards the attacking team's scrum um, for penalties. If it, if it's a if it's a mm, which way did that which way is that going to go? They usually go with the attacking one. So that, yeah, it's just the way it is, you know. But That's probably I think an element they, of sympathy as well. Well, <laughs> there is that as well. There is that considering their 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 the main front rover away with the box, I believe. Yeah.
0: Um, Sutherland, then um, Ian. I mean, like Craig said, I, I think when. Tyke Furlong and Rory Sutherland came on in the front row, it really sh- the, the the scrum was a completely different matter altogether. It was much stronger. And so I thought Sutherland had an absolutely fantastic appearance off the bench.
1: Uh yeah, as well as he's scrummaging, you know, he was there was that break we talked about. Uh he had a couple of he counter rocked a couple of times brilliantly. You uh, know, showed real ferocity. He, he, obviously, you know, he's only had the 50 minutes in that Japan game when I mean, when Japan were scrumming, they just wanted the ball in and out quickly, so he didn't really get to show his bread and butter. And he still try to get back to full fitness, but uh, today, you know, he's went, went about these last 20 sort of odd minutes tearing about, um, carrying well, clearing out, doing these basics. Had a couple of nice little um, sort of flick on passes as well on offloads, um, so I. I mean, every every single has looked pretty good to be Phil. Yeah, I mean
0: that, that that front row that we ended up with Craig of Furlong, Owens, and Sutherland looked like potentially. I know it's early days, but that that's potentially the Lions front row for the Tests.
2: I, I absolutely. I, I actually. I. Uh... It's difficult. I think Cowan Dickey did a, a phenomenal job as well. We're t- I know we're talking about Scottish players at the moment, but um, he kind of comes into it. But I think um, looking at, if you look at, don't get me wrong, Michael has been a phenomenal loose head prop for a long time, but I don't know why he's on this tour because he just did not look at all fit enough, strong enough, r- wanting the ball at all, whereas Suz walked on, you know, Suss jogged onto the pitch and made him look half the player that Michael, that that, that Suss Sus was on the foot on the field. Um, within five minutes of him playing, um, counter ruck and he counter rucked, fell straight through, fell over, got back on his feet, came back and counter rucked again, and then they won the ball. You know, Sus was it was fantastic. And if people keep saying, "Oh, win Jones this, win Jones the other," then it's going to be between Suss and uh, and win Jones. Um. Furlong, you know the scrummage. The furlong was just phenomenal as well. So, very, very good looking scrummage, and 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 I think um, you you would be hard pressed not to see us start on the test. Yeah. At least one of them.
0: Yeah. Next, then if we're moving if we're moving backwards, it's his royal mishness. <laughs> Gee, I mean, Christ, we should just take a moment just to. That a,
1: when he played scrum half, oh, Jesus Christ!
0: I, and he got that turnover where I don't even know. How, like he just appeared with the ball yeah. in <laughs> one hand <laughs> from a rock.
1: Yes, oh, I mean, right. So let's let's talk about he's Well, the the one that certain pundits who will not be named, like the F in Voldemort or something. There's there's maybe pop culture reference I've never read a Harry Potter book in my life.
0: Um <laughs> Stones, you mean?
1: Yeah, that, that. <laughs> please um, Yeah Tom Curry did not have anywhere oh. near as good a game as the mish. He he did one pretty good jackal, but and he did the well over, The time
0: over he got on the line, he was off his feet.
1: <clears throat> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he got on there first but then he flipped over uh, and Watson just came on and just uh, once again everything he's he such a complete rugby player um, I mean I think in, you know, obviously you know, we, we sort of eulogise likes of uh, John Jeffrey and what have you for winning the Grand Slam but Hamish Watson is actually going to be a, a legend he's one of the best sevens I've seen and we've had a lot of very good sevens
2: this yeah. this will be his tour. This will be his defining moment, I believe. I think um you know, we were, I was listening to um a conversation between uh um Geech um and uh oh, who was he talking to? I think it was um uh Nick Mullins and he was talking about how they attacked in nineteen ninety seven, how they talked about they could never match the size and the ferociousness off the off the box front row in the box scrummage. So what they did was they brought along smaller props and, and 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 played them low so that they had to keep try and keep their bulk from hitting the ground and they couldn't do it and they got they they, they got um parity on uh, within the scrummage. That's what I think that that's where I think Hamish has has got this ability. He doesn't he's got power, he's got maneuverability and he is going to really show the big lads within the the the, the, um, the spring box, a clean pair of heels.
0: Yeah. I mean, there was that tackle in the first game where he kind of gets his man and absolutely nails him and drives him back on the ball and then dumps him on the ground. It was just absolutely technically perfect. You know, lifted him, but just returned him to the ground in the perfect way. And if you he he see those tackles go another way. Yep. And yep. took his try really well. As well, to a typical kind of bouncing off a couple of bodies, it's
1: yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's just textbook. Yeah, it's, yeah. Text, it's textbook, probably. And did you, did you see my brief interaction with Neil Back? I, on, I saw Victor of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I uh, just straight after Hamish Watson scored, I just wrote too small on Twitter, <laughs> and obviously you know people who know me know that. <laughs> this is that was a dig at the people who said Hamish him she wasn't mean too small, but obviously some people took it literally, and one person added Neil back in it. Mm. So I just confirmed like, well I actually use you as, um you know you're like evidence exhibit A as to why you don't have to be a big monster to be a good open side. That's the guy who went on three Lions Tours and won yeah. a World Cup, and you know he he was down with it. He agrees because uh, he said, if you're good enough, if you're good enough, you're big enough is what he'd said, and it's true, and he is what Hamish Watson is good enough, and he is certainly strong enough yeah. I mean, well, we just, had
2: this- we had this ridiculous point at the beginning of the game, the build up because obviously it was delayed slightly um, we had this long build up on the t v today, and i had a I was just sitting saying, I can't believe these people are talking about this. They brought up and they talked about um Simmons uh curry and um Navidi the yeah, and, yeah, like, and, the, yeah, and they're all oh this is a, this is what Gatlin's trying to do he's going for a smaller back row and I'm thinking hold on a minute so now all of a sudden it's your idea that is a, that they're working with smaller back rows. Watson's been there he, what the hell do they think they're talking about you know it was a ridiculous point and no disrespect to um uh, uh Sam Warburton, but he constantly goes on about Tom Curry. Curry, yeah. curry this, curry that, curry the other, and absolutely ignores Mish.
0: And I just he think was, it, Tom Curry tonight was utterly anonymous. Yes. Utterly anonymous. Absolutely. He just you know he was and that was you know that wasn't quality opposition tonight. I mean you look at the final score oh. I think the Lions defended at all well in the first half particularly I don't they, just I they, they,
1: they, the last ditch stuff was alright. It was. Yeah, it lasted, it was but, but
0: you, you compared me. to compared to the weekend, it was it was night and day. You know that that period of time where they was it thirty two phases that they saw or something on the line at the weekend. I don't think they would have withstood that kind of thing tonight. It just didn't seem as well organized, and Tom Curry just, he just doesn't. You know, uh, Hamish Watson makes it look effortless. Yeah, Tom Curry looked like he was trying too hard. And that's, you know, that's the difference.
1: Yeah, there was one point he jumped right at, I mean, if he'd got there, it would be a good read. But he didn't. So he said he created a massive dog leg and it created a counter-attack for the Sharks. Because um, I think they'd started... They were only on, the, like, their own 10-meter line. But he went sprinting out. Uh, they floated the pass over his head. And that set them, you know, 40, at least 40-odd meters down the park. Um, now, if you are going to do that kind of... Defending, you have to claim the ball, otherwise you've just created a massive problem for your team. Um, and, and so, I think to be honest, he did. He did more bad than good today. Uh, he's offload for the Adams try. The, you know, the second try, the Lions scored. You know, he carried well and he offloaded nicely. Um, but that was, I think, that was the only good thing that I can remember him doing. Um, so he's miles behind the mish, as far as and Navidi. Navidi can play seven as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I think I still think Tyburn could be number should could and should be number six.
0: Yeah, I think there was a point in the commentary that towards the end where I think it was when Tom Curry went off and Will Green would turn to Sam Waterburn and said Tom Curry's had a quiet one. Any idea why? And you're screaming good because he's massively overrated and he probably shouldn't be on the tour. That's why because he's an he's an above average seven in the Premiership and that's it. He's
1: i think he needs some under i think it, it's it's the the him and sam underhill pairing is what they, they need each other um mm. i actually think Underhill on his he's is possibly a better player than curry um i mean i I, mean, I, th- I think you give curry a wee bit too much thick man uh, <laughs> he's he's a fine player but the, people going on about like oh he's world class blah, blah blah he's not played long enough to prove himself world class yeah. as far as i'm concerned um so you know i think he also, he's in that you potential know, bracket yeah, he also needs a big eight
2: to work from, um, and Sam Simmons isn't a big eight. Um, Sam Simmons is basically doing a similar job to, to what Tom Curry and Josh Navidi and Mish do. Does you know? They, so I think I think he needs a big a big eight to work off, and uh, he doesn't have that just now. So he's he's it's just you say. He's, plus, he's just arrived on the tour. He says his first real game. You know, it's. I, don't
0: know. I think the other thing is that England haven't had a seven for eight for years, so it's a bit like you know when we had two sixes for scotland for years and then all of a sudden we decided chris fusaro was the answer do you know what i mean that's just i uh, no no offense to chris fusaro but that was just because we did we hadn't had an open side in scotland for years so we needed something um you know we, we just anything looked better
2: yeah absolutely yeah absolutely
0: yeah. Um we've done ali price i think craig i think we've kind of done a done him justice so um yes. finn russell next just as Ian goes for a wee break. Yeah, no, <laughs> I hey, know.
2: Oh, he's back. Look at that. You mentioned Finn Russell. Yeah, I mentioned Finn Russell's appeared.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> say what now? <laughs> it's, it's like Candyman. If, if you say <laughs>
0: Finn Russell seven times in the mirror, <laughs> Ian appears beside you.
1: <laughs> yeah, do you mind he's you game against Rass in 92? I've got the video highlights right here. <laughs> <laughs> school Dan Carter. Sorry, school Dan Carr. <laughs>
0: Um, but Craig, I'll start with you, Craig, and then we'll let Ian kind of wax lyrical back. But, But I, again, he's a bit like Ali Price in that he's looked, he looks the part. And I think he's one of the ones that maybe from the outside people have, people outside of Scotland have doubted him, I think, and said, you know, he can be a little bit flaky. He's, you know, yeah, he looks good in the highlight reels, but can he do it on a wet night in Johannesburg? And, he, you know, he's he does everything you expect to fly off to do and then some.
2: You know the one, the one thing, especially out of the game tonight, um, that I feel that Finn did a did a job was was defence. His tackling tonight was fantastic. He was eager, whereas Owen Farrell. Um, well, we can talk about him later, but his defence isn't as good as Finn Russell's. Um, Finn, immediately, whenever he got the ball, he looked relaxed. You saw him sitting juggling. You know, He wasn't juggling, but he was playing around with a ball and spinning it on his finger while he was sitting on the bench, just chilling out, getting ready for the game. He was ready for that. And it, whenever he got the ball, that immediately that kick over to Elliot Daly, that chip over the head to Elliot Daly was just fabulous. And yes, Owen Farrell can do that sort of thing, but it's far more prescriptive, whereas... We need a little bit of magic um, from Finn uh, and he's looking a far, how can I put it, he's looking a far more complete player. And I think that's what Racing have done for him. He's, they've just given him that base and then he's allowed to, his he's, he's, he's base level's higher. So he's then then able to go on and, and, and do his magic things as well as be a, an incredibly decent player.
0: Yeah, and I think like Craig kind of alluded to the you know, Owen Farrell can do the, the, the kicks through and stuff, but he, he needs more space to do it. Whereas we saw, yeah. especially at the weekend Ian, that you know Finn Russell needs an inch of space to get off a kick, whereas Owen Farrell maybe needs a yard or two.
1: Yeah, and you know, even if Finn gets that inch, he'll take it to the line and defenders just start getting scared and run away from him. So he ends up giving creating himself more space. Uh, yeah, he came on as Craig was saying. I mean, there was—I've said on Twitter already about the tackle on uh, Vincent Cock when he broke away. You no, know, if if Russell slips that at all, he's away. Um yeah. And said the Lions were a penalty. He put in three really good tackles and helped with another one. Um, yeah. He looked really solid, and I think going to France. You know, we we have mentioned that he's. Uh, He's maybe a bit bigger than he was uh, when he was up here. Well, <laughs> even though they, I don't think they have Gregs in France.
0: No, there isn't. Uh, and and there's a har- there's a there's a worldwide Haribo shortage as well.
1: No, I've heard about this. that's oh, my word! word. Stockpile. Um, but yeah, he's. I mean, this thing like he's he's not got electric pace, right? No, he he's fleet of mind, not fleet of foot. Kind of like Zinedine Zidane. Um, so, you know, he, he creates that wee bit of space for himself just by being faster in the head. So, he doesn't need to be lean and, and quick. So, he's he's bulked up a bit and he's shown that he can defend quite well. Um, yeah. I mean, he kicks well. His place kicking was excellent tonight. Well, this is something oh, W. Lowe
0: yeah. said. I think Finn has the doubt is that he can place kick pretty well. Um, I like, think that's, it, that instantly, I think for me, you know, you, that instantly puts him in much. Closer to contention for the starting place in the test teams than it than it might have done in the past.
1: The thing is, right, the, the guy is about uh, he's about an eighty five percent success rate kicker. Um, but the only reason he's not been doing it for Scotland is because we had Greg Laidlaw, who was fantastic. You know, one of the best place kickers in the world. I mean, I'm sure there was a year when he had the, the highest um, success rate. So, now, now Finster, I've, you know, obviously, playing for Glasgow, I've seen him slot many important kicks. Probably the most important one is the 14-15 semi-final against Ulster. You know, he's he's already thrown a 25-metre skip pass to DTH van der Merwe at a level of scores, and then he smacks over a penalty, uh, sorry, the conversion from right on the touchline. So, we we know he he's, you know, I mean, there's no phase in that guy. Yeah. Um, if he's going to miss a kick, it's because he's executed purely. It's not because of he's because he's flaky or any of that nonsense that keeps getting peddled out.
2: I think also you've got you've got to remember he's he's being coached on the Lions too by one of the best kickers, um, uh, in, in in Lions history, and you know apart he's he's. So you're 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 getting to that point. He's at that level, and then you get someone who'll just give him a wee polish while he's out in the out in Lions to yeah, so him. It, it done... was really
0: interesting. You could see them talking a lot tonight when you know when Neil Jenkins was on the pitch. That they, they yeah. were talking a lot about the kicks. Um, obviously he's passing on tactics and stuff as well. But you know that'll do him the world of good.
2: But he looked really controlled as well. He was he, he was putting in these thunderous tackles, and then he was getting up and telling people where to be, and and he was constantly on the move, constantly directing.
0: That one, that was something that somebody put a video on Twitter the weekend. I don't know if you saw it. it was the and they stripped away all the other kind of crowd noise and stuff from the weekend, the pipe in the stadium, and it was just you could. It was just him barking orders. And as much as we you know we were talking about Owen Farrell being in the ears of his players. And maybe Finn does it better. He does it in more rather than swearing and shouting at them. He's he's calling for the ball. He's telling them to you know. You could hear him say "truck it up again, truck it up again," and calling for it and, and directing the play. And that's what you need from your 10, And yeah, I think
1: like he's he has a. I mean, like, you see people arguing on Twitter, but they say, "Oh, you know, someone like oh, uh, who was it? Oh, Ian McKinley. It was actually he was saying on. I saw this on rugby pass, but he was saying on I think Virgin Media and. Um, Ireland, you know, you want somebody with a cool head like uh, Sexton or Owen Farrell at that point, and you're like, y- Owen Farrell, cool headed compared <laughs> to Finn Russell. Right? The man who, when Sia Khaleesi said, you know, Sia said that, you know, he knew they'd won the World Cup final when he saw Owen Farrell looking absolutely frazzled just at the coin toss. So, I mean, this this whole nonsense that Owen Farrell is somehow a more controlled and calm person than Finn Russell. We don't see Finn Russell getting... Well, he got sent off for that forearm charge, although I think that was harsh, that was harsh. against <laughs> France. It was ridiculously harsh, whereas, you know, Owen Farrell tries to decapitate um, people at times. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, that whole thing annoys me. Oh, Finn Russell is not a wild maverick renegade. It's, people who peddle that, Cliche out. Obviously, haven't seen him progress as a player. Um, you know, if he was that much of a problem, I don't think that the most you know one of the richest clubs in the world would be employing him. Um, so it's rubbish. And he has, you know, he's he has a great kicking game. He's got a good defensive game. I even thought on Saturday. Some people said, "Oh, he played poorly on Saturday." Like, no, he didn't. Like, you no, know, yeah. the Lions scored eight tries. <laughs> you know? yeah. How can you say that they've played badly when? It's mainly backs that scored tries as well, so everything's coming through him. And he was just constantly on the front foot because he would know when to play it short to like someone like Courtney Laws, who played very well, or a Um and then mate you know, when that wasn't on, he could skip it out to Harris. I thought Chris Harris would bloody fantastic. Well let's
0: lately. talk about Chris Harris, because cr- you know,
1: Chris Harris. Craig,
0: <laughs> who knew that Chris Harris had a kicking game, Craig?
2: Yeah, absolutely. But my, I I I've seen him I've seen him when he's playing uh, when he when he was playing for Newcastle and playing for um, Gloucester. I've seen a couple of kicks come out of his hand because he's beat, he's had that ability down the wing and but for me Chris Harris is how can I put this he is he is someone who is thought of as a great journeyman player but Every, but when he comes up to the the international stage, he's ferocious, and I love I love his defense. If you watch his tackles, that he's never getting his head on the wrong side. He's always his tackles are tick. You know, I get my my son and say, look, watch, 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 and, and and show him how to tackle because the guy can cover tackle. He can he can scramble defense. He can you, you know he's a he is the full package, and I I think um this whole hopefully this whole farrell at 10 or 12 has been knocked on the head and we know that farrell's going to be a wednesday game player instead of a test player um and these new bodies are going to come in and we're going to see um chris harris at least on the bench of a test team um because I, I i honestly to you know i honestly don't see farrell um i wouldn't I think it's an injustice to see other players put behind Farrell the way he's playing at the moment.
0: Yeah. And the thing with Harris, I suppose, Ian, is that, you know Daly has had a couple of good games and I thought Daly was excellent tonight. He was one of the players that looked, he was one of the players that looked up for it. Um, and I suppose there's an argument for them both being on the bench or starting and that they can both have that versatility. So it's maybe no, no, no bad that you've got those two options and, you could start one or the other, and it really probably wouldn't make much difference.
1: I think Harris's defence is much better than Daly's. I mean, this yep. thing, I, I, I like Daly, um, and I do think his best position is outside centre. Um, in, in a creative sense, defensively, I don't think he's fantastic, but I don't, I don't see him as a fullback at all. Because you know, if you look at the way he runs, he's, he's not like a Stuart Hog or even God mike brown or or lee williams someday you can spot that gap and swerve through you know he's he's more of a sort of straight power runner um and he's got good speed and you know that's why he he often he played all three tests at wing sorry i keep flicking over to the denmark england game (laughs) Um, i thought he played very well but harris is, is different again you know craig was saying about his defense there was one point when the lines, the Sigma lines had uh, that phase of pressure that lasted for God knows how many phases. He was in to assist. If Watson had missed a tackle, he was going to be in to assist. But obviously, he was does miss tackles. Um, <laughs> but He was in And then, like ten seconds later, he's twenty meters over the other side of the pitch, making a tackle that can stop a, a try or at least, you know, a, a break. You know, um, so it's. <sighs> I saw that Ugo Moni apparently believes Elliot Daly is a, a surefire test starter at thirteen. No, not at all. Um I mean at the start of the tour I would have maybe thought it could go Farrell Henshaw. But like we've been saying, you know, for for a pricker on form, um Farrell shouldn't be playing on a test team. Well obviously there's still a couple of games to go. Uh but it would be I mean, can you imagine Henshaw and Harris? As a a partnership, you're not getting through that. They will absolutely smash you into bits. You
0: you wonder, Craig. We mentioned that you know he's seen as a bit of a journeyman, Chris Harris, and he, a late bloomer, is also probably another way of putting it. That this is a guy who's had to work hard to get where he is, and he's taken every chance that he's been given. And you wonder how much that plays into the mindset of somebody like Chris Harris. That you know the guys that come out of academies, and you've always had your rugby given to you, and you've always been kind of touted as the next big thing, but there's a bit of kind of doggedness and a bit of, I don't know, like kind of two fingers up to every everybody else, with Chris, the way Chris Harris plays, I mean, he's absolutely relentless.
2: Yeah, I think also, um, you know, because of his background of, of how he's come into the game, I don't think there's a huge amount of pressure on his back. Mm. And, and I think he's, he's, he's able to go, you know what, I'm going to show you because the worst I can do is... Uh, do what I did when I when for my first uh, my first game against uh, for Scotland and and get the get the absolute because I I I gave him pelters when he when he after the end end of that game um, and who knew but then again he wasn't a winger he's obviously a, he's obviously an outside centre and I I, I think um, just as so you say I, I, if you look at Aki tonight. And you look at Farrell tonight. Both of them were trying to tackle high, and they were missing tackles, or they were, or they were passive tackles. They were going backwards. Um, they were never putting positive tackles in. But if you think of Henshaw and Harris in defence, you're looking at an inc- an incredibly strong defence. Um, yeah. so you know, I I think Harris would, it would be, as I say, I think it'd be a Travis Dave if he wasn't on it, at least on a, a on the bench for a test.
0: Yeah, Doohan then. Is a strange one because at the start of the tour, I had Duhan pegged as a Tommy Seymour. He is a, he's a perennial midweeker on the Lions tour, just as you know, probably top try scorer. Although Josh Adams taken that crown already, but I don't, I've got, I don't, there's some sneaking suspicion about me that Duhan might, might, might squeeze in that he's going to push it all the way for the test team, Craig.
2: Yeah very much so I think there's 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 only one doubt in my mind with, with Duhan and that's in the air catching a high ball and I know people are saying oh you know that's you jumping jumped on the bandwagon or that. but if you do watch him there are times he is a bit mince when it comes to that, c- catching a high ball but when it comes to the rest of his game you look at that um, yeah okay fire will kick through in space I'll have to give him that um, but that, that try tonight um he had the wherewithal to put the speed on, and then actually then control the ball and get it and dot it down to get the try. I, I he's always there, ready. He, he's an a, an ideal winger when you look at that daily tip on. He was ready for that ball. He knew that ball was coming to him, and he had the space in front of him. He's always looking for the ball. He's always shouting for the ball. So, I think he'll be the 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 only concern is the back three of Reese and um and Adams. Adams has got to be a hundred yeah. percent he's there's no chance that someone who scored eight tries in the first three or four games is gonna not miss not go on a test team. But Zamet looked quick tonight when he's got the ball. The only thing I would maybe say with Zamet is if if you're gonna get a few big lads that hit him quite hard, um like you know, Cock um, was looked ferocious tonight, and uh, you know, if he gets a few of these guys hitting him harder, I think he could be, you know, um, uh, he, he might not um, have the durability that maybe Duhan would. You know.
0: Yeah, and I think that's true. I think I, watching it tonight, Ian, I think that Reese Sammet looked more shaky defensively than Duhan, and looked a little bit more shaken with some of the big hits and a bit more panicky than Duhan.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean he's he's got gas to burn and then some. Uh but you know, he is a young lad. He's he's not used to uh that as Jim Hamilton Hamilton would love to say, physicality. Um <laughs> yeah, he is and he is, you know, he will get smashed on this tour and it'll be part of a learning process for him. But I mean, this thing is is gonna be so hard to pick the wing up. I mean Adams is should be nailed on, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. Obviously Hogg is going to be the man at fifteen. It's automatically assumed, particularly in certain quarters, um <coughs> the English press, um, that Anthony Watson would be on the other ring. But you know, he's they, they have to prove themselves. Dohan has certainly proven himself to be capable. Um that, that that moment in the first half when he's taking the ball on his own five metre line, held two men up and then offloaded to Josh Adams to set up mm-hmm. a counter-attack. That's just incredible strength, man. You cannot... You know, Liam Williams, Elliot Daly, any other winger couldn't do that. They yeah. don't have that strength. He is an absolute unit. And then it got to the point, I mean, there was, I think just before he's Patrick, uh, the Sharks fullback was chasing back on him, and he's like, I don't, rather than try and tackle him like normally, he just flung his arms around him, like, I know will just offload, so I just have to grab him and try and stop at <laughs> offload. The man is just an absolute tank. And it's such a weapon to have. And, you know, he's he's playing himself out of contention. He's played, what, 12 international games now and he's got 12 tries. 8 and 10 for Scotland, 4 and 2 for the Lions. I, mean, I, it, it,
0: I wonder whether or not the... If you get someone like... If you get... Russell playing 10, Craig, that improves Duhans chances because Russell for Scotland particularly will drop back into the field in defence. So a bit like we've said before with Darcy Graham, for example, you don't have to have a winger that drops back and takes a high ball in defence if you've got other options who can move back as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, Uh, that's that's true. uh, But... Again, this is one of those situations where um, Duan has to prove himself with with other players within the team, and I guess that's why tonight was a bit of a a non game for the Lions because they couldn't play the groups of players together that they wanted to to see what the systems are going to work like. Um, because I think um, you know, for Duan to be in the test team, he has to play off bigger, quite a, you know, he has to work with with the the, the tens. That are um, what's the idea has to work off all the tens, um, and I think uh, if he if he works, does his best to work as as hard as he can to get that ball and shout and scream for it and ask for it as much as he possibly can, then I think he's got just as you say he's going to play into 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 the test team. But I think just as you say, it, 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 you cannot turn around to me and say to someone a, a winger that can that gains five meters in every contact. Um, it's not worth his worth his weight in gold. Um, you know uh, he will uh, he will do a great job if we can get him into a test team. But I don't know if it's if it if it's definitely going to be a, a fin related or not.
0: Hog then, Ian. Um, there's still a lot of people not in Scotland that has to be said who don't think he's nailed on 15. But I mean that was a pretty assured performance on Saturday.
1: Uh, very very good. Um... You could see the first, there was two high kicks to him early on, uh, which he took brilliantly. The second one, I thought there's no chance he's cut. I thought he'd misread it completely and had no chance, but somehow he held on to his fingertips and recycled the ball well. Uh, you know, he showed the typical dancing feet. Even if he got into traffic, he was able to sort of twinkle toe round and, and you know present the ball cleanly. Um, there was the, the chase down tackle. He actually defended pretty well overall. Uh, great energy, and he's, he's a cracking player. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean obviously well this thing like we, we, we you know we, we just view him in sort of the back three options as solely a fullback. Um well of course he can play ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, he, he can have a of positions. Um but uh, I mean he's best from the fullback position. He's one of the best fullbacks in the world. Let's just stop in the bush, here. he's he's outstanding in what he does, um, and he, he led the team to a, a convincing victory.
0: Yeah, probably one. One. Of the, I think he's one of the players isolating at the minute. Then Craig, because I think he was on the bench tonight, supposedly.
2: 20, yeah, so. there was no there's, there was there was no way that they were going to put uh put what uh, the mesh or Tulupe Falatau in the backs since if if Hog was available, so he's got to be one of those people, um uh, that's uh, that's isolating. So it's a it's a shame, but uh I I I you know we all know. How thirsty is for this because he's. I don't think he's had a fair shout at Alliance Alliance Test shirt because of the the first one was the accident and the uh, sorry the second one was the the elbow to the head and then the other the first time he was playing at ten he was kind of used as a utility player in the first tour. so I think um, if we can uh, what's the word I think he's he's ready for it and I think he's going to absolutely. Um, uh, Work because he's not he's he's not going to have Gatlin doing a Rob Baxter anyway to the press. That's for sure. Yeah,
0: it's um. Yeah, I think have we covered all the Scottish players then, Craig? Once I think,
2: um,
0: we, have, we? The have I think so we have. Yeah, I think uh, so.
2: Seems like it. Yeah,
0: of of the rest, then. kind of your pick of the rest, then? I thought Josh Navidi had a really good game tonight. He probably, I mean, actually, I think he was probably man of the match for me, aside from the fact that the uh, South African media decided to give it to Duhan, which I can only, I know he had a hat-trick, but can I only assume was a banter pick.
2: Oh, it has to be because you know if you look at the if you look at the fact that Josh in the first in the in the second game Josh uh, Josh Adams scored got got four tries and then they, they picked Hamish Watson um, <laughs> as well. So I think I think that's a whole thing of you know, that we're not gonna we're not gonna give it to uh, the one the person that everyone's talking about. But yeah, I I think Navidi did incredibly well. Um, I thought toji looked um, full on toji. Um, and mm-hmm. I think he he looked fabulous as well. Um, I I have to disagree with both you, and Ian, actually about um, about Elliot Daly. I thought he had a a, a kind of middle of the road game tonight. Um, and I've never really been a huge fan of his. he's got a nice long stride, but he's never he, he's he's he, there's no way he's a 15 like Hog or even even Adams at 15 tonight. I thought looked better than Daly. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think. Obviously, Adams, I think, is, is 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 shining, shining very, very bright. Um, and um, I've just forgotten the hooker's name. Uh, Kevin Dickey, I think, had an absolute. You know, to, there was one slow motion shot they played of him doing a chop tackle, and no wonder the guy gets knocked out on a regular basis because he was absolutely fabulous. And and that's proper commitment. So I, I really thought he. I, I think. I would be very, very surprised to see his name behind uh, Jamie George on a test, a a test sheet, because I think he's playing Jamie George off the park just now.
0: Yeah. I thought actually that for me, the two players, it was, um, who was in the lock? It was Adam Beard and um, Ian Henderson did okay, but they just, a couple of times they just didn't look like they were up for it. And I know they were playing at altitude and I know it's difficult, but Adam Beer did well in the line out. And I know that's what locks are there for, but you need them to be a bit do a bit more around the park. There was a noticeable difference when Natoji came on.
2: Very much so. Yeah. And, uh, and and that's the thing, you know, you look at um uh Ian Henderson is known for his footwork as well as being a good line out option and he, he goes forward quite well. He didn't show that tonight. But I think it's more the fact that the, the the sharks had a fairly rushed defense, so every time he got the ball, they had two men on him straight away, and he wasn't getting the opportunity to step anybody or try and move the ball quickly. So I think he was, um, I think he was, he, he had an, an okay game, just as you say. But as I say, a Toji came on on the field and just turned on the Toji, and uh, he was he was off and he was he was fabulous tonight. I, th- I was really impressed with him.
0: Ian, who's been your picks of the the non Scots so far?
1: Um, In contrast, I actually thought Henderson played well tonight. I thought uh, (laughs) he's he's very good. He's he's excellent over the ball. Um, As another thing, you know, he's he's one of these kind of four six hybrids. Um, And he's, I mean, for me, he was one of the. I'd have put him in my my Six Nations team of the year. Uh, I think when I did a protected. You know, if looking off the back of Six Nations, for are going to pick a Lions 15, I had him and Alan Wynne Jones together in the mm-hmm. engine room. Um, so I, I think Henderson is, and it's not just because he spells his name the same way as me, um, <laughs> I do think he is a tremendous player. Obviously, he's, he's had a lot of time injured. Uh, he's impressed. I thought Luke and Dickey was excellent today. Um, yeah. you know, Jamie George, the you know, on Saturday they seem to have that. Long line out sorted and George looked okay in that respect. He carried quite well, but I thought Kevin Dickie was just outstanding today. Yeah. Uh, other than that, um Ken Owens, who I'm a big fan of. I don't think he was outstanding. Henshaw played well in Japan. I'm just hoping that he can stay fixed. I think he's a fantastic player. Aki is uh, uh, he's gonna be a midweeker for me. Um he gave always scored a try and you know, he's he's good and powerful. He gave away a cheap, cheap penalty. Uh I just don't think he's, you know, compared to yeah. the other options. Um but not it's, it's hard to pick anyone that's been particularly terrible. Uh Michael wasn't I think Michael has yeah. been the, the worst so far. Uh but obviously we still haven't had the chance to see the likes of Ante Watson, what have you. Um Ty Byrne. Big fan of Tyburn. Uh you no, know, he, he played excellently on Saturday. He's another one that's, that can do lock, back row, good over the ball, hard, carries well, and also an absolute thunderbolt of a left foot on him when needs to be <laughs> it's it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I think what's heartening about all that is when you look at how everyone else is going, that as far as we're concerned, and that's all that's important really, as far as we're concerned in Scotland, is that the Scottish lads are all there and thereabouts. And that's, you know, at this stage, after three games down, that's that's a good thing. And journalists and other, you know, and we'll get on the hands in the rock of a minute, but, you know, but other people can write whatever they want to write. But statistically and factually, Craig, I think, you know, it's, it's hard to say that any of the Scots are, all, are already looking like midweek players. I think they're all looking like they're there or thereabouts for, for test selection at the minute
2: yeah there's not one scottish player um in the Lions squad that doesn't that you you can't argue against being a test player um whether they are or not is a different situation but um i think it's i think they're all lending themselves to the way that Tooney's been. tooney has been tuney um fingerprints are all over this line side and 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 i tell you if they're successful this in 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 this tour, um, I exp- I would very much expect him to be the next um, lead coach um, uh, for the Lions. The, the, in four years' time, he is he's, he's he's definitely made made a Lions team look different. To you know, the, everyone keeps going on about we have to match the the, the Springboks up front. Well, actually, Tooney's saying no, do we really? Uh, and I like that. I really like that. I was a bit worried that
0: Warren Gatland had given Gregor Townsend COVID so he could lock him in his hotel room and stop all this offloading nonsense. But it was quite heartening <laughs> to see that they'd. That's not the case because they were offloading left, right, and centre. And so it is, like Craig said, it is, it is very much a. You know, the defence is a Steve Tandy defence. The attack's of Gregor Townsend attack.
1: Yeah, our footprints all over it. No, that's, that's this is what it. happens
0: when we've got good players to execute it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. You know, it's hard for a small country like Scotland to produce fifteen great rugby players, but you know we've get well, we've not produced some of them to be fair. Um, but you know they're representing us. We've we've made them the players they are, and then they've got other great players around them. Um, I've been reading obviously the you know legacy of the Lions book. And there was like Brian saying, you know, so just when you step up to the lines, you're playing against guys who've, you know, they're just off the scale. You know, you're, you're the best guy in your team. Then you meet these guys and they're like, you know, you, even use the phrase, you know, you take their, your intellectual property. You know, these guys have got a rugby IQ higher than what you're used to. So it's raising standards, but also the guys we have in there, they are the ones who are pushing standards, you know, I mean, Christ, we've even got a, you know, a Gallagher yeah. Premiership champion and European Cup winner who can't make the team, uh, in yeah. Johnny A. Yeah. Uh, so you know, our, our guys that are there are there because they are damn good players, and so far they are yeah. shown.
0: Okay, let's do this then. Yes, it's hands in the rock time or any other business section of the podcast. Although saying that, all the submissions tonight are about the lions on the uh, group, <laughs> on our um, super secret Facebook page for our for our patrons. Um, Ian, you mentioned you had hands in the rock. What's your hands in the rock tonight?
1: Yeah, it's the um, it's the new racing ninety two top.
0: Oh Jesus, that's yeah, that's sore on the eyes.
1: Have you seen that thing? God, what's happened? It's like what, it was symmetry not. Allowed now, it's That's okay. a fin
2: Russell top. They have gone down the route of we're right. gonna have a fin Russell top.
0: You know, when the telly used to go funny, you know, when the te- before digital, when the telly used to go funny, it looks like that.
1: It's like CFAX is broken because it's windy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, let say right, I'd I i do not know if you call it my fashion sense, but sometimes I look stuff that I like stuff that just looks absolutely ridiculous. Like, I, I even quite. I love the uh, the Treviso top, you know, that fluorescent splash thing. I'm like, that's class. Uh, Have you seen the, the Romania that, top? I was just about to say the Romania oh, yeah. top. <laughs> I've got, like, you know what, man? Well, I won't buy it, but I respect you for wearing it. <laughs> um, I've, I've got, like, I've got, you know, fluorescent coloured boots and it. I'm not even a fancy player uh, anything. You know, I, I'm more of a hatchet man when I played five a side. But that racing top just gives me a headache, uh, because it's it, it would look kind of cool, but there's far too many sponsors on it. Why couldn't the Clarence one be at the back rather than right on the belly? And then there's like there's bits that are like deep, like black borders borders on them. And then underneath the Nike swoosh, there's a red bit for no reason. The sleeves <laughs> aren't the stripes on the sleeves aren't the same. What the. F- is going on
0: there? <laughs> Dug up PM Mondrian and got him to design it. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Mondrian, the guy that used to do the paint. the paintings with the squares? Well, he used to. He's dead now.
1: Yeah, all right. Well, it's like him and Jackson Pollock. He got together and made a supergroup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Craig, what's your hands in the rock?
1: For me, um,
2: I used to hate um, Ronan O'Gara as a player. Absolutely loathed him, thought absolutely hated him. And I'm fed up of people berating him for his uh, his sky punditry because I think he's an absolute blast. <laughs> I've been I've been loving every minute of him, and I was getting a bit upset on Twitter seeing people saying, No, Ro- Roger's this, and oh, he won't answer he, he can't answer a question and he's blah 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 and he's this and he's that and the other. Some of the some of the answers to some of the questions have been absolutely fabulous and, and being being a relatively junior coach and listening to a coach speak about um the backline and uh the, the you know his his actual um breakdown of what's going on in the on uh, the game. I I've I've loved every minute of it. So I want the haters to stop hating tonight.
0: He does look a little like he's a travelling salesman stuck inside a travel lodge somewhere. <laughs> the way the he he he's, he's he's got, he got, did got, got yeah, like he's like he's check and he's Beige Chinos with these <laughs> iPhone headphones in. Did
2: it's you see that he's washing up. hanging up and uh, hanging up beside <laughs> him in the chair tonight? Daddy's <laughs> shirt <laughs> hanging up. Stuff in the trouser press.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> now those are a thing of the past. Being being the travelling salesman that I am and the in the in the uh, the hotels that I have to visit, there's no trouser presses anymore. It's they're all gone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> people kept on burning themselves.
1: This That's what right, it is. You have to to this in in the <laughs> Keep your kebab hot. <laughs> I can make four paninis in this thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, we've had a couple of um, ones in on our super secret Facebook group. Um, all lions related. Um, Martin Bell has a British and Irish Lions hands in the rock or a Bill Hitler, as he calls it, uh, which is fifth helmets. Oh, Which is, just, yeah, it's not a great look, is it? You know, supporting the Lions against South Africa and going dressed up like Michael Caine in Zulu. Oh, is that what I wasn't sure
1: what that was? Uh, yeah, yeah. The,
2: it looks like a police helmet, but in khaki. <laughs> it's, I just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's one step away from a a full Indian headdress. I know headdress. You know, I just. Like, I don't mind people um, showing the, the George Cross because that's the flag, and, I'll, and and they're proud of it. But when you add the George Cross, a pith helmet, or, you know, something else, um, some other sort of colonial ba- colonial dress into it, it just makes you cringe, and I think it looks awful. He had a bloody... There was one boy who had a, a pith helmet on and a kilt.
0: Well that was true that was I think the Welsh regiments used to wear that. The there were lads with pith helmets and kilts on in Zulu. Yeah. Crazy. Not that we should be using Zulu as any sort of celebration or reference for a touring <laughs> against South Africa to be fair. Exactly. Yeah. The absolutely. optics aren't exactly great.
1: I've never seen Zulu.
0: It's a good film. It's not the film yeah. that people make it out to be. It's, kind of it's like not a, a fun pop. it's not supposed to be a it's not supposed to be a, a film about winning at war. It's supposed to be about the horrors of war.
1: Yeah, <laughs> look at look at how dreadful we are. Oh, wait, hang they get on.
0: beat. That's it. Essentially, like in Zulu, spoilers. They get beat and they're allowed to retreat. That's that's how the film ends. <laughs> they get absolutely annihilated and then they're allowed to retreat, and then the film ends. Congratulations. And then to what ta- it is. and when it finish it ends, it talks about the absolute horrors that were then visited upon <laughs> the uh, people of South Africa by colonial not, invaders afterwards. That's it's just
2: not rugby
1: culture. That's so it's no, no. it essentially like the kind of people who like celebrate that, are the kind of people who don't understand that Al Murray, the pub landlord, As you know—there's irony in there. Oh, you jammy son of a! Of England scored. Yeah, uh, penalty which wasn't looks like a dive to me. Penalty gets saved, but then of course
0: it it's a dive it's England. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not even I
1: watching. Sterling. I can tell you it's a dive. St- Sterling kicked his own foot again. Andy Robertson himself. <laughs> Um it's well, Michael go. saved the penalty and then Keane's knocked it in.
0: Oh, sad times. Sad times. Dreadful times. Um the big uh, Colin Black says all the media, all of it, it's all pish especially the pro curry brigade, but more bizarrely at the fact it's deemed possible that Hogg isn't even a nailed on starter. Um Owen Watson being a sure starter in the back three despite not seeing him play yet, too many hands in the ruck to talk about. I think I mean we I think enough's been said over the weekend about I mean particularly the the Jeevan Stones um, seven out of ten for him, man of the match. Hamish Watson at the weekend and nine out of ten for Courtney Laws, despite the fact that Courtney Laws costed the, the Lions a try because of a blatant neck roll. It's just
1: how, how come Courtney Laws doesn't have to play against bigger opposition to get a nine yeah. out of ten, but Hamish Watson does. Yeah. I man, he's just struggling. I'm not even going to talk about the no.
0: I think the thing for us, we've talked about in the past, the Scottish play we've said the Scottish players have to do more to prove themselves, but I don't know what more they can do now to prove themselves. I think the, the problem we have is that we have a small rugby media within Scotland, and the media that we have, I think, is very fair. In fact, probably veers towards being quite harsh about Scotland, sometimes quite down on Scotland. I don't know if that's just our culture, Craig, or whether or not it's you know the right way to go is that you know we 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 on the podcast are quite critical of the scotland players i think the media in scotland is quite can be quite critical when things don't go our way and we can be give cautious praise compared to wales and england and even ireland where you know they won't hear a word said wrong about their boys
2: yeah i, I think i think the issue we have is that we've had to inju- you know I was a I was only sixteen when we had a Scotland team that were successful, um, or Grand Slam successful. We've we've endured a level of um, awful play for a long time as as Edinburgh fans, as Glasgow fans, as as Scotland fans. So we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, and we don't want to start dancing about and saying we're going like we're, we're not going to. Um, what's the guy that sang about winning the World Cup? Um, we and the are, uh, yeah, Ali's army and all this, that and the other, we're not we're no getting to that level as rugby fans, so because we are like, I think we value the the underdog tag, but when it comes to the Lions, it's all about look how how good I am, look at me, I am fantastic, and I think that's where it ju- the juxtaposition is quite um, quite different um, and I think uh, we we need a little bit more belief and we need to stand up for ourselves a little bit more and, and, and um, I I uh, I'm a great believer of our, as I say the the guys that are on the Lions tour at this moment in time our Scotland team at the moment is fantastic and the guy and the, and the guys that are on the Lions team at the moment are absolutely fantastic and I think they've got a good shout of being in the test teams and yeah. we have to believe that
0: yeah um, my hands in the ruck is um, there was a, a kind of um, video going around Twitter this week of an old it was a Lions I think a Rock and a Lions game back in the <laughs> 70s or 19 Dickity 3 or whatever it was of of a rock and half of half of Twitter went, This is awful. This is this is what rugby used to be like. Just people falling all over themselves, and then there's a scrum, and people going, Bring back rocking. This is amazing. <laughs> and you look, and you watch the old games, and it's just so it's not even the same sport. And I think what winds me up, even I don't think you watch the 97 tour, and you know, we did we watched John and I watched that for the When we did the podcast last year and watched you watch that documentary, even what the rugby that's played in '97, it, it bears more of a resemblance to rugby today than it did back in the '70s. But it's still a different game altogether, and that's the joy of rugby. So I don't think it's fine to reminisce about how rugby used to be back in the day, but to hold it up as you know this is what we should be aspiring to is utter nonsense because. It was compared to today's standard, rugby was pish and a horrible thing to watch, and it was chaotic. <laughs> and I mean, Christ, they, didn't even, they you didn't even get live lions matches, I don't think, until the till the 80s. Before that, they had to ship the footage back in a bloody container ship. So you had to be watching it on like the bloody players That's were the back news. before you could watch the first <laughs> the first match. Jesus, you know. So the only reports you got were some bloke pissed on port in bloody South Africa on the Stephen telegraph Jones. expenses. Stephen <laughs> Jones asked, on port in South Africa on the telegraph expenses account talking about how amazing everything is. I,
2: I yeah I, the problem you have is it's 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 like everything. Um politics, it's like uh, rugby, football, everything was better in the old days, well yeah but we had cholera and we had all these different you know, we had diseases that, we have, that we've cured nowadays, I think it's a bit of a joke nowadays, I think we just we are a modern people and we move on and the rugby game has moved on and let's just be happy about it, apart from obviously Rassin's new shirt <laughs>
0: <laughs> That seems as good a note to leave it as any um, oh,
1: Rashing's new shirt, no it's a terrible thing <laughs> Go on <laughs> Know, say something good. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, look,
0: we I think we've been we've been we've been if positive about Scottish players' chances in the lines. I think we've been it's probably the most positive podcast we've ever produced, Christ is <laughs> you not know, are 160 odd episodes we've done of it. Um we'll be back next week on Wednesday. If there I, there might not be any rugby structure <laughs> so that actually happens in the meantime, that's the problem. So we're going we're intending on being back on Wednesday.
1: Man, I've just spent thirty three quid on a Sky I have, I've also spent
0: it on that. My brother gave me. My brother gave me his bloody login. And it didn't work, so I spent money on it. So See, if you, listen Skaz, if you listen to this, Gaz. You listen to this, guys It didn't bloody work. So I had to spend thirty. You owe me thirty-three quid.
1: See, then, then I've discovered that like, I, I have, like, I have Sky TV as my normal television provider. Um, so I I could have got some kind of package with them. It's eighteen pounds once, so I could have yeah. saved myself like four pound. No. Or I might just go and watch the last test in the pub.
0: Well, oh, because I only sign up tonight, I've worked out that I'll I've got enough coverage now until the last test. So I've got. Uh, it. So, so it's See, I, out I'm
1: going to run out on like the, I mean the last test. Seventh. Seventh s- of August. Yeah, I think I. Yeah, out
0: so I've, I signed up today, so, so I should be fine.
2: I would stay out the yeah. pub just in case you get Scott Quinnell coming in with his microphone, and then you have to fake <laughs> that you're actually enjoying yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Scott getting on I'm brilliant. I was. <laughs> his wallet at the same. Time. <laughs>
0: That's a better note. Is that are you happy with that note to end it on, Ian? Oh, Scott Quinnell's fan van. Is that where me, we're going to end it tonight?
1: Me, Robin, Scott Quinnell. Yeah, that's that's how we're going to end. That's how we're gonna end. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get in wrong about. All, all right, big man. He's it. He's got the money. He can afford it. Although he'll, you be Edi- oh, he'll be in Edinburgh, won't he? He'll be like he'll probably be in the three sets or something. Nah, I thought they didn't come know, over. Me and my girlfriend won a pub quiz in the Three Sisters like the last time I was in Edinburgh and then, then I lost the bloody uh, they gave us like a 50 quid like card thing to use in pubs that were owned by the same company and I lost it on the way home. Oh. Was that so in was the, queue, a the nice tra- train, time, queue for the train to get home because it's uh, usually a big a big queue for the train? Uh, no but we went there on like a <laughs> Monday night. My mum my had put ah, this, okay. uh, a brew dog tasting thing um and I'd already done the one in Glasgow and I was like, Well, I've not been to Edinburgh for a while other than to go to rugby. Why don't go to Edinburgh? And I hated it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, hey, no, listen, was, at was, least we didn't have beard oil dispensers
2: fun. in the bloody toilets like Luigi's like yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> have
1: you been up at the West End?
0: I was like gonna say Craig, that's not are you sure that's beard oil?
1: I'm not, putting but, that in my, I'm not putting that on my face again. That's ridiculous. Those <laughs> rainbow flags are there all year, not just this one.
0: <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we'll be back next week if there's any actual rugby played in the meantime. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thank you very much to Craig and Ian. It's goodbye from me and goodbye from the lads.
1: Ciao. Ciao.